Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus said, The works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do. Come and have an encounter with the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God at work in the life of Pastor Adama Segbeji this Sunday, 10 a.m. at Solution Chapel International, Barnfield Road, Northgate Crawley, RH10-8DS, or call 01293-885-000 for more information or on the web at solutionchapel.org. Solution Chapel International, home of signs, wonders, and miracles. The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. God does not answer prayers of fear. Many Christians, their prayers are filled with fear. Oh, deliver me, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, deliver me. Oh, Jesus. No, no, that's fear. You see, David understood who was on his side. When David came to face Goliath, he was so confident. He said, what shall be given to the man who kills this man? Well, so are you ready for the word? Okay, if you're ready, turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Revelations chapter 5 verse 12. Revelations chapter 5 verse 12. I read, it's a saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive, number one, power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. As you are aware, last year God gave us this scripture for this year. And so the whole of this year, we have been teaching from this one verse of scripture. Uh, from January up until February and March, I have taught on worthy is the Lamb and then slain to receive our eternal redemption. Today, or this month, we'll be focusing on the other word there, which is the word power. Thou shalt not be as the hypocrite. So that means that there are some people who are hypocrites when it comes to prayer. And Jesus is trying to show us how not to pray like the hypocrite. He said, don't be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. So every time we are praying, we are not praying to man, we are praying to God. And we don't have to be like the hypocrites who stand in the synagogue. Now standing in the synagogue there means be in the church using very loud and big words. So that the person sitting next to you can hear the words that you are saying. And most of the time, sometimes they will stand at the corner of the street, start shouting and praying for everybody to hear them, for people to know that they are prayer warriors. But Jesus said, this is not the right way. Jesus said, when you pray to men, he said, verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Verse 6, it says, but thou... 
He's going to teach us how to pray now. He said, by you, when you pray, enter into what your clothes said. And when you have shut the door, because it's so important that when you're praying, you shut the door behind you. You don't want somebody to hear your prayers because your prayers is between you and your father. He said, when you have shut the door, pray to your father, which is in secret. And your father who seeth in secret shall reward you openly. So that therefore means that what you do in the secret place determines what you receive openly. Are you following what I'm saying? That's why it's so vital for us to learn how to pray and spend time with God in the secret place. Verse 7, it says, but when you pray, use not vain repetitions. What is Jesus talking about? Vain repetitions is when you start praying and you start using some big words. Oh, thou God of the heavens, the maker of the stratospheres, the Orions, vain repetitions. Now, if you are desperately in need for God to save you, you will not follow those prayer protocols. Oh, thou God of heaven. No. He said, God, save me now. Are you following what I'm saying? He said, but do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do. So that means even the heathen there, they pray as well. The heathen represents the worldly people. Worldly people pray. But it's one thing to pray and your prayers to be answered. He said, as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Oh, this is powerful. So that means for your prayers to be answered, it's not based on your much speakings. Are you following what I'm saying? It's not based on your much speakings. As a matter of fact, God said before you even pray, he has already heard you and answered you. Are you following what I'm saying? So it's so important in this teaching, I'm going to debunk a few myths when it comes to prayer. I've seen many people write books on prayer who don't pray. They don't know how to pray, yet they have written books on prayer. All they want to do is make money out of lazy Christians. Hallelujah. Hear me? Our God is a prayer answering God. Say amen to that. That's why Psalm 54 verse 2, the Bible says that, Hear my prayer, O God. Give ear to the words of my mouth. Psalm 65 Verse 2 says, Thou that hearest prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. So that means God is the only one who answers our prayers and he is the only one that we come to. Are you following what I'm saying? You don't come to man, you go to God. Say amen. amen. You don't come to man, you go to who? You go to God. That's why I don't believe in this man-made traditions where it says, you have to come and confess your sins to a man. No, that man has his own sins. We confess our sins to God and not to man. You don't have to come and confess your sins to me and say, oh, he's the pastor. No, I'm not God. 
I'm a man just like you. I've got my own sins to deal with. Glory be to God. <laughs> Let me just debunk some few prayer myths that we have been taught over the years that makes us think that without this, our prayers cannot be answered. Listen, your prayers are not answered by God because of how loud you pray. Your prayers are not answered by God because of how hard you pray. Praying hard is good. Praying loud is good. But your prayer is not answered based on how loud you pray or how hard you pray. You know, most of the time people come to a service and they say, today I really prayed. I prayed hard. Today God heard me. Now, God is not deaf. How many of you know that? God is not deaf. The reason why God doesn't hear us is because of our sins. The scriptures are clear on that. God is not deaf. So, your prayer is not answered based on how hard you pray or how loud you pray or or even based on your crying. Oh, this is important. You know, there are some people, they say, oh, today I didn't cry, so God did not answer my prayer. I have even heard men of God who said, every time I pray, I have to cry. Because if I don't cry, I don't feel that God has heard my prayer. That's not true. God doesn't answer our prayer based on whether we cry or not. God doesn't answer our prayers based on the way we shake. Many of us shake when it's time for prayer. We shake really hard. Now, those are what I call prayer gymnastics. Shaking does not cause God to answer your prayers. Many of us roll on the floor. And we think rolling on the floor will make God hear our prayers. Rolling on the floor does not cause God to hear your prayers. Neither rolling on the beach at midnight will cause God to hear your prayers. Are you following what I'm saying? All these things, doesn't, they are all mixed. So when someone is teaching on prayer, that person might teach based on his experience with God. So sometimes when they are teaching, you have to be careful to differentiate the principle from the practices. God does not answer our prayer based on practices. I'll give you an example. Many years ago, I started what we call a morning devotion. And because we didn't have a big room or a big place to bring people into, I was praying in a bush. It was in a bush. And where I was praying, there were a lot of mosquitoes. Now, when you are praying in the morning and there are mosquitoes in the bush, you can't stand still, can you? So when, when we are praying, we move about. We are shouting and moving about and shaking our hands. Not because God is going to hear our prayers paving the floor up and down. Are you following what I'm saying? The reason why I was doing that paving up and down is because of the mosquitoes. I don't want no mosquito biting me. So sometimes we'll be praying and then a mosquito will land on you and then you say, in the name of Jesus. 
you are not, you are not, that's not part of the prayer. It's just you are killing a mosquito. So if somebody is in the group, all they see is every time you do in the name of Jesus, they think that's the way to pray for God to hear you. But that's not the way it is. Many of us shake our heads in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. You know, all these are, they are, listen, stop wasting your energy. That's why when you come to a land where there are no mosquitoes and you sit down and you're praying, you feel, ah, I did not pray. Because you think that the only way God will hear your prayers is when you are trying to why or scare off the mosquitoes. Hitting your legs on the ground. Does not mean God will hear your prayers. Someone say, oh, Pastor, so are you saying I should stop paving up and down? If that's your style, praise God. If you know you sit in one place drinking a cup of tea, you'll sleep. It's all right. Get up, pave up and down. But God is not in the paving up and down. God is not in the screaming. God is not in the shouting. God does not answer our prayers based on all these myths. Are you ready for this? God does not even answer our prayers. We are living in times where many are introducing all kinds of things. God does not answer our prayers based on the prayer cloth that we use. Don't be deceived. Many people use prayer cloth and say, oh, the only time God will hear me is when I cover my head with this. Come on now. Come on. Now, many criticize the Catholics for using rosary. Now, you are using prayer cloth and you think God will hear you. If you say a Catholic, God will not hear them through the using of rosary. Why are you using a prayer cloth? Why are you supplementing faith in the name of Jesus with other things? Oh, it's going to get good in here today. That's why many people are frustrated because their prayers have not been answered. They've done all the gymnastics that they've been taught in the past. You have to wake up at 4 a.m. and pray before God will hear you. Now, come on. David said, early in the morning will I rise up and pray. It doesn't mean God only hears our prayers early in the morning. What David is simply saying is that this is my style of praying. I like to wake up early in the morning to pray. David didn't have the Holy Spirit then, but now we have the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of us so we can commune with the Holy Spirit throughout the day. 24-7. Quickly, three reasons why many don't receive answers to their prayers. Three reasons why. Number one is unconfessed sins. Number one is unconfessed sins. Psalm 66 verse 18. The Bible says that if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. In other words, if you hide iniquity in your heart, God will not hear you. If you are walking in sin, God will not hear your prayers. 
That's why the Bible says that if we say we have not seen, 1 John chapter 1, verse 8 to 10. Let's read it. 1 John chapter 1, from verse 8 to 10. It says, if we say that we have no seen, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Verse 9, it says, but if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Are you following me? So every time we confess our sins, God cleanses us from all unrighteousness. So every time we come to God, the first thing we do is confess our sins. Hallelujah. Because if I hide iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Second reason why God doesn't answer our prayers is lack of faith. Lack of faith. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, the Bible says that, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that God exists. And not only does he exist, but he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So every prayer we pray in faith is answered by God. But if we pray without faith, God cannot answer us. Why? Because God is a God of faith. And faith is the only vessel by which we can receive from God. If I want to drink this bottle of water, I cannot take a vessel which cannot contain the water. Are you following me? If I want to drink this water and I have basket in my hands, if I pour the water in the basket, guess what? The basket cannot hold the water. So whenever we come to God, we must come to God with the right vessel. If you come to God with the wrong vessel, whatever God pours into you will leak. So faith is the only medium through which we can receive from God. That's why the Bible even says that anything done without faith is a sin. So even your eating, if it's done not in faith, it's a sin. The third reason why God doesn't hear our prayers is unforgiveness. Unforgiveness. Mark chapter 11 verse 25 and 26. Jesus speaking. Jesus said, and when you stand praying, what do you do? Forgive. Jesus said, when you stand praying, how many of you pray here? So when you stand praying, the first thing you have to do is what? Forgive. It says, if you have ought against any, that your father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses or your sins. Verse 26 is powerful. The day I read this scripture, I said, wow. God don't play. Verse 26, it says, but if you do not forgive, neither will your father. Now, the father he's talking about here is not our earthly father, but he's talking about God Almighty. 
It said, if you do not forgive, neither will your father which is in heaven forgive you your sins or your trespasses. Say, wow. So every time you're working in unforgiveness and you're praying, God said, baby, go sort out your issue. Go sort out that issue because if you don't sort it out, I cannot answer your prayers. Hear me. I'm saying this in capital letters. God will never, never in capital letters, never answer your prayers if you walk in unforgiveness. Never. God will never answer your prayers if you walk in unforgiveness. If you want your prayers answered, what do you do? Forgive. And so, Pastor, you don't know what she did. Forgive. If you want your prayers answered, forgive. Many Christians are trapped in this unforgiveness issue. That's why I always say that before you join the church, I have already forgiven you. I forgave you before you came to the church. So it doesn't matter what you do to me or against me, I have forgiven you. It's so important for us to understand this. Many prayers are not answered because they can't forgive. They say, oh God, I can never forgive her. I can never forgive him. And God is saying, my son, I can never forgive you. So long as you don't forgive, I will never forgive. That's, that's a very, very, that's a very, very powerful statement. This is a very powerful statement. For God to make that statement, to say that if you don't forgive, I will not forgive you. So these are the three reasons why our prayers are not answered. Now let me show you how to get our prayers answered. Four ways to get our prayers answered. How many of you want all your prayers answered from today? That every time you stand praying, you know that I'm going to have a hundred percent answers prayers guaranteed. After today, all your prayers will be answered. Say a good amen to that. I said all your prayers will be answered because God will give you the power to change atmospheres. Number one is praying in the name of Jesus. The first way by which our prayers are answered is praying in the name of Jesus. John chapter 14, verse 13 and 14. Jesus said, and whatsoever you shall ask in my name, not in the name of a church, not in the name of a pastor, not in the name of a prophet, but in the name of Jesus. It said whatsoever, oh I love that, that's so powerful. Whatsoever is a blank check. It says and whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. Oh glory. 
God always wants to be glorified in the Son. So God's ultimate desire is always to answer your prayers. It said that the Father may be glorified. So Jesus always wants to get your prayers answered. Verse 14. It says, if you shall ask anything in my name. In whose name? In whose name? Is it in the name of the church? Is it in the name of the church you go to? Is it in the name of the pastor? Is it in the name of the prophet? Is it in the name of the bishop? But in whose name? In whose name? In whose name? In the name of Jesus. He said, I, Jesus, I will do it. Why? Because he has what it takes to fulfill all your prayer needs. So number one is praying in the name of Jesus. Number two is the prayer of faith. Prayer of faith. James chapter 5 from verse 15 to 16. It says, and the prayer of faith, notice that carefully, the prayer of faith, not the prayer of fear. Not the prayer of fear. Many Christians pray prayers of fear. Their prayers is not filled with faith. Now, do you remember in, in Mark chapter 4, when Jesus told his disciples, let's go over to the other side. And when they were going, a storm arose. Do you remember that? And then they started crying. Master, master, care us not that we perish. Now, they were with Jesus. They were with God. They were with the one who speaks to things and things comes down. And when Jesus arose, Jesus said, oh, ye faithless generation. Why is it that you have no faith? Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. So Jesus, in other words, is faith. They were with faith and yet they didn't have faith. You can be in this church that teaches faith and still not have faith. And still operate in fear. God does not answer prayers of fear. Many Christians, their prayers are filled with fear. Oh, deliver me, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, deliver me. Oh, Jesus. No, no, that's fear. You see, David understood who was on his side. When David came to face Goliath, he was so confident. He said, What shall be given to the man who kills this man? He was operating from a place of authority. A place knowing that, come on now, I have, I have been with God. I have had encounters with God. I know what God did for me in the past. God delivered me from the bear. God delivered me from the lion. So as for this uncircumcised Philistine, I know the end of him before he even begins. David's confidence was not in his sling and his stone. His confidence was in God. When your confidence is in God, you speak from a place of authority. That's why I say, I can never die through sickness. 
And say, oh, is he not a human being? Well, I am not a human being. I'm a spirit being. I have the DNA of God in me. I can never die through an accident. Never. 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 Not near me. Never. No one in this church will die through an accident. Never. No one in this church will die through sickness. Never. We all go at a good old age. Glory be to God. The testimony our sister shared this morning, a couple of months ago, I told her, I want to see your son. There are things God reveals. I told her two months ago, I want to tell your son to come see me. Today we'd have been crying. He didn't show up, but there were things you have the power to change before it happens. God reveals before he redeems. Are you following what I'm saying? So it's important not to be casual around an environment of power. But thank God for his saving grace. I say thank God for his saving grace. Glory be to God. So our prayers are based or must be based on faith. James 5.15, it says, And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. If he has committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Verse 16, it says, Confess your faults one to another. Not in this generation, though. Because you confess, you confess your little sin to your brother. And say, Hey! Have you heard? Hey! Don't tell, don't tell her I told you. <laughs> Do you know what she is going through? Don't. Now yet you have your own issues. Your, yours is worse. Yours is worse. The sister or brother comes to tell you something little about the challenges they are going through so you can stand with them and pray with them and you start broadcasting it to everyone in the church. You're supposed to be a prayer partner. Standing in the gap with your brother or your sister. Interceding on their behalf. Not gossiping. There are even some churches. Members come to tell the pastor the challenges they are going through. The next following Sunday. Preaching for the day. That sister or that brother's topic. <laughs> to respect the privacy of people. They didn't tell you that so you can go tell everybody. They told you that so you can stand with them in prayer. We, we used to have prayer partners. When I gave my life to Christ many years ago, we used to have prayer partners. But these days, we don't have prayer partners anymore in the church. The sister can't tell you, stand with me in agreement. I'm believing God for a house. The very moment he says, start with me in agreement and believing God for a house, you start bewitching her or him. Come on now. And say, ah, he wants another house. I don't even have one. Tofia kwa. It shall never happen. The devil is a liar. Why? Why don't you have a clean heart? What does Tofia kwa even mean anyway? I don't know what. Is that what it means? Never. 
the devil. You've become an agent of the devil. Why? 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 Why can't you stand with your brother or your sister in agreement? The spirit of envy, the spirit of jealousy has invaded the church. Even there are other churches out there who are bewitching other churches. They say, who are they to start this? Who are they? How, how, how long have they been here? Are you God? Does God need permission from you before he blesses me? No. God doesn't even have to consult your past before he blesses you. Glory be to God. That's how good he is. Because his messes are new every morning. So it's important for us to understand that we pray a prayer of faith. James 5, 16, it says, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another. Pray for one another. Not pray against one another. Pray for one another. Say amen to that. Pray for one another. Not pray against one another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. For the effectual prayer, the effectual and fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. It's time to pray together. It's time to pray in faith. It's time to rise up again and not give the devil no place in the church. Say amen to that. I said say a good amen to that. Glory be to God. Number three is praying according to the will and the word of God. Praying according to the will and the word of God. First John chapter five, verse 14 and 15. It says, and this is the confidence we have in him. In who? In Christ Jesus. That if we ask anything, oh, powerful, according to his will, According to his will. Now how are you going to discover God's will. But only to find it in his word. The will of God is revealed in the word of God. Are you following me? So the only way you can pray the will of God. Is to know the word of God. If you don't know the word. You can't pray the will. You know many people pray and say. Oh if it is God's will. If it's God's will, let me marry. Yeah, it's God's will for you to marry. If it's God's will, oh, he will bless me. He had already blessed you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. That is his will for your life. So when you, if you don't know the word, you will not know his will. Are you following what I'm saying? When Jesus was praying that, Father, if it is your will, let this cup pass over me. He was praying according to the word. According to the word. So he said, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Oh, I love that. So do you see the confidence we have in God? Every time we pray according to the will of God, you know without any shadow of doubt that he's heard you. That's the confidence we have that when we pray according to the will of God, he hears us. And let's take it further. Verse 15 takes it further. 
It says, and if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Say a good amen to that. So do you see the confidence we have? The confidence is in praying according to the will of God. And how do I know the will of God? But to stay in the word of God. The fourth one, the last but not the least, is praying with the right keys. Praying with the right keys. Matthew chapter 16 verse 19. Jesus said, and I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever. Oh, powerful. This is blank check. He said, and whatsoever thou shalt bind here on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt lose here on earth shall be loosed in heaven. In other words, when we pray with the right keys, we have the power to allow and disallow. We allow the will of God in our lives. We disallow what is against God's will in our lives. That's why it's so important to pray. Because there's so much power in prayer. You can't be a believer and be lazy. When it's time to pray for praying, you are yawning. Oh, no. It's time to pray. It's time for the church to rise up and pray again. The most unattended meetings in the church is prayer meetings. But when we say it's time for prophetic, gymnastic miracles, ah, that's where we see multitudes gathering. But the real point of power has been ignored. We pray with the right keys. There are many keys in prayers. There's a key for prosperity. There's a key for breakthrough. There's a key for opening nations. There are many different keys. If you don't use the right key, your prayers will not be answered. It's like standing behind your door. You have a set of keys, right? I'm sure you have different keys. You have the keys for your car, keys for your front door, keys for your bedroom, and so on and so forth. And then you start using the keys for your car, for your front door. Will it open? It will not open. Let's even take it further. Let's say the keys to your front door and your bedroom look alike. Same color. But they do different things. When you put the, that silver key that looks like your front door key, but it's meant for your bedroom inside your front door key to open it, guess what? You'll be there forever. You'll be there and I bind you in the name of Jesus. Open, open. No, you're using the wrong keys. You're using the wrong keys. Many people bind when they are supposed to allow. Most of the time, we do more binding than losing. Why? Why do you, don't you focus on losing more good things than binding many? Have you not even noticed our prayer points? When we come and say, let's pray that God will add souls to the kingdom of God. See how we pray. See our attitude to prayer. Oh, Father, Lord, thank you. 
We pray that more souls will come to church. Save more souls in the name of Jesus. Amen. If we say, let's bind the witches and the wizards in your village. It's a, in the name of Jesus, I bind it, I bind it, I bind. You see, your attitude, that's a prayer meets right there. It's called prayer gymnastics. You place more value. You see, you have lifted up the less important things and put down the most important. Are you following what I'm saying? You are supposed to rather lift up the most important and lower the less important. So it's time to use the right keys. I said it's time to use the right keys. Listen, through prayer we have access to all our desires. Say amen to that. Through prayer we have access to all, not some. How many of you have some desires here? You have some good desire? Yeah. The only way we can have access to them is through prayer. So, this is why I always say that a closed mouth is a closed destiny. Learn to open your mouth and decree the word of God. Mark chapter 11, verse 22 to 24. The Bible says, And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray. I love that. Not if you pray. When you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Say a good amen to that. What things soever you desire. So what's your desire? It's in prayer. Your desires are locked up in prayer. And the only way you can access them is by opening your mouth and praying. You can't be lazy. You can't keep your mouth shut. Finally, as we close, let me show you a classical case studies that will help us to understand that every time we pray, God is changing things on our behalf. Because prayer changes things. Listen, there is power in prayer. Did you hear what I just said? There is power in prayer. Every time you pray, power is released. Your power level is changing. If we are going to walk in power, it's not based on how we shout or scream. The queen is the most powerful person in this land. She doesn't have to scream because the Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 4, it says where the word of a king is, there is what? Power. And we have been redeemed as one kings and priests to do what? To reign here on earth. You have been redeemed to reign here on earth. So you are a king. You are a queen. You have power. MC Hammer don't have the power. You have the power. Oh, sorry. Is he MC Hammer? It's Snap. Snap. It's not MC Hammer. It's Snap. 
First Chronicles chapter 4, from verse 9 and 10. I read, it says, And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in sorrow. The word Jabez means pain. So every time Jabez is going around, people are calling him at school. Say, pain. Hello, pain. Pain. First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9. Verse 10. The Bible says that, and Jabez called on the God of Israel. I love that. In other words, Jabez prayed. And look at his prayer topic. It says, saying, oh, thou wouldest bless me indeed. That's number one. Because the blessing overrides the curse. The quickest way to deal with curses is to be under the blessing. Because God says, when you serve, I will bless you. And so to have access to the blessings of God is through serving. If they'll obey and serve him, they'll live their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. So, Jabez said, oh, that you bless me indeed, number one. Number two, that you enlarge my coast. Say amen to that. Number two, that you enlarge my coast. Number three, that your hand might be with me. Say amen to that. When God's hand is with you, no devil can bring you down. And this month, I see the hand of God coming upon you in the name of Jesus. It says, and thou wouldest keep me from evil. That should be your prayer all the time. That God will deliver you from evil men and evil women. That you keep me away from evil. It says the next one, that it may not grieve me. The days of grieving are over. I said the days of grieving are over. Some of you are going through cycles. Cycles, sending months, sending weeks, sending days. All you go through is grief after grief. I declare, I declare to you by the word of God, your days of grieving are over. I said your days of grieving are over. In the name of Jesus. It says that it may not grieve me, and God, I love this, and God granted him that which he requested. Say a good amen to that. Amen. Every prayer you pray from today, God will grant it to you. I said every prayer you pray from today, God will grant it to you. Your request will be granted. Your days of being declined are over. Every application you make from today, it shall be granted. Amen. That promotion shall be granted. Amen. That house shall be granted. Amen. That increase shall be granted. Amen. That marriage shall be granted. Amen. That favor shall be granted. Amen. That wealth shall be granted. Amen. That increase, it shall be granted. Amen. Everything you request from God for today it shall be granted in the name of Jesus. Did you receive it today? Give God some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Let's rise up on our feet. We want to pray. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293-885000. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution, Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10, 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations.